0: espn 97.7 and 100.1 watch live on QSportsTalk.com. all across CNY it's the 315 here's Brian Higgins here I am here we are I never kissed taste like Rolling along, hoping to uh, touch base with uh, Adrian Autry sooner than later. Efforting. We're putting in effort. We're efforting. He's brought to you by Apex and the 110 Grill in Destiny USA. Phone number is 315-437-7644. While we are uh, working on touching base with Red, if you'd like to uh, touch base with us, we can uh, we can make that happen as well. We can make that happen as well. 4-ESPN-44 is uh, the number. We will bring in uh, Adrian Archer here, Red, as always on a Monday, brought to us by Apex and the One Ten Grill. Red, hello, thanks for uh, hopping on. As always this week. Thanks, thanks,
1: thanks. Yeah, a little, got a little bit behind today, just getting out of a meeting. I can uh, getting ready for practice.
0: So. I, I can feel you there. You got practice coming up here. You'll be down on the court shortly, and you know, officially starting at, at four. But you guys do a lot of stuff before you officially start as we know what's the vibe around the team right now red that that was a loss on saturday like you've lost some close games that there have not been many this year uh that have gone like that how have you noticed the team handling it uh, after the fact here in the next couple of days
1: well uh you know yesterday was our day off um and uh we get going in a couple of hours so we'll well, I mean, an hour or so. So we'll get we'll get a chance to uh, reconvene, get to I mean, get together mm-hmm. and uh, see them from the from since the game was over with. So I think at the end of the day, we knew this is going to be a tough stretch. Uh, you know, that game in particular was one of the games that we just didn't play well. You know, offensively, I thought we did some some things good defensively, but our offense, obviously, you know, 55 points is not going to be enough. Uh, we need Jesse to play really well. Um, they had a game plan for him that was. Uh, you know, the first time that he uh, didn't get into double digits in a long time. You know, I thought Judah and Joe um, gave us all that they could give us. Uh, and, and the rest of the uh, team, you know, we had to, we just had to do better offensively. So, you know, but it's, at this time, at this stage of the season, you know, you got to learn from that and move on. You know, we got, you know, four four remaining games, all important games to finish up this season strong.
0: Yeah, the next two, obviously, at Clemson, at Pittsburgh, you're playing two right now, the top four or five teams in the league on the road. Uh, back to backs. And, and you mentioned Jesse. How tough was that? I mean, Duke's got large guys. I mean, they have multiple seven footers out there. They were swarming him, double teaming that. We know Jesse hasn't had a game like that. I don't know, maybe since the first Virginia game going back red. How tough was that for him to deal with on Saturday?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it was the first time that he's seen, you know, uh, double teams, which he's been getting double teams this year. Um, but it was the first time that, you know, he played against a team that. You know the guy that was coming to Dublin was his size. You know, yeah. so they had really two seven-footers in Filipowski and Lively, on um, really uh, jamming the passing lanes uh, when he tried to make a couple of passes. Uh, so that was difficult. You know, we just, you know, again, we didn't, you know, we didn't uh, get him and get him the ball in better positioning, and we got to do a better job of that. But uh, you know, like I said, the one thing about Duke is they're one of the best defensive teams. You know, you take away, you know, outside of Virginia, they, you know, they want.
0: No, oh, is red? Do we lose red there? Did red freeze on us? I think we. Sorry, you... Oh wait, the red red drop. Red's back. I think. am back. <laughs> there you are. No worries, red. It was like a little blip, and now, now you're back here. But it, it, you're talking about it, right? How tough it is with all that size coming at Jesse. What what can you do about it in those situations? Because it, it feels like they like at this point of the year, like you know what it is. Like you need Joe to have a big game. You need you to have a big game, and you need production from Jesse. Like you need all three, it feels like every game. So when, when they're doing that to Jesse, or, you know, pick one, it could have been Joe or Judah, but when it's like that, how do you, you kind of work around that to, in this season? Or is it just, man, you, you need those three, and that's just what it is right now?
1: I mean, those three are important. You know, they they get a bulk in the majority of the shots. Obviously, the other guys, you know, Chris Bell and Malik and Benny, you know, we got to get production from them as much, I mean, as well. So, uh, when you know, when Jesse was struggling, you know, uh, we got to get, Production from other guys that just didn't happen um, that last game. So not much you can do. You just got to keep battling and fighting um, when that happens. But I think the biggest thing what we take out of that is when Jesse is struggling, you know, we have to be able to go somewhere else and and try to do some different things uh, to get him the ball maybe in different areas or use him, so to speak. And uh, they, I mean, again, Duke did a phenomenal job defensively. That was. You know uh, that was one of those games where like they really took some things away from us, and that hadn't happened in a while. And they made Judah and Joe really work for every shot. Um, so you know they, they're a good defensive team. So they did a good job defensively.
0: And you know you said that you thought the team played well on defense for the most part. And you know save for maybe that run late in the first half, I, I think I'd agree with that from from Saturday. You know Duke came into the game. They were not a great three point shooting team this year, uh, Red. What what led to them hitting those threes? So that just uh oh! Like this is what you wanted them to do, and they happened to go in this game, or or is it not quite uh, guarded tight enough on the outside for what you were looking for?
1: Yeah, I thought they got some some really open looks. Um, they uh, they got some open looks that they haven't been you know they haven't had in the past. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, we when they made that run, if you exclude that run, they got uh, those same shots earlier and they missed mm-hmm. them. But you know, once they got that run, I think they settled down. They got comfortable. So now. You know they didn't have any game pressure on them, so they got a chance to get some shots. You know, without game pressure, and uh, when you can shoot shots without game pressure, sometimes that that's the difference.
0: Yeah, it's a whole different world, right? When it's not a when it's not a three point game or something, then you're right. You're lining up a three from the outside. As Red Autry is our guest as he is every Monday at two thirty, brought to you by Apex and the One Ten Grill, both which can be found inside uh, Destiny USA. Red, we know this. We've talked about this. It's been an up and down season for your your forward. Uh, group and it looked like both Chris and Justin uh, struggled. I, I feel like in the past, okay, if one struggles, we'll put the other in, and maybe it's their day. How, how tough is it when when both of them are kind of off uh, from the outside, like they were on on Saturday?
1: Yeah, that, I mean they, that's that's tough for us. You know, we typically get from that from that spot at least ten. To fourteen points and yeah. we rely on that between those two combined. Sometimes it's one person that may have a big game they get it, you know, whether it's Justin or Chris. But typically combined, they normally give us, you know, anywhere from six to eight points, you know, a piece, you know. So we you know, we miss that, you know, um production from that group, you know, that three spot. So that that's big for us. We need we need those points from that from that spot.
0: nope the red i think red froze a couple little a little freezes here from red we'll we'll filibuster till back. oh red's back okay um the the internet's just getting you a little bit here today red that's okay that these things happen I, here
1: I, I think i signed on a different way so was, that's probably the reason why
0: uh we, I, I wasn't going to put it on you red I, i'm just going to blame the internet at large <laughs> that, that feels good to me um it explains a lot i think in the world in 2023 yeah it was the internet's fault um I don't know if there's a question in here, Red, but uh, Judah's pretty good, huh? Like <laughs> this dude, like every game, like it's talk about consistency. I've been talking about consistency from freshmen. I'm talking about with Bell and Taylor, how how much of a struggle. Like Judas in his own category here, and I can't think of many Orange freshmen over the years that that fit in the category of you know bringing it pretty much every game as a freshman, like Judas done over the you know the last month or two right now.
1: I would have to agree with you, Brian. He's been um, you know. You know, there for us, pretty much every game. Has he had a couple of bad games? But for the most part, he's been uh, been there, game in and game out. Um, he's a he's a he's a gamer. He's a, he's really good. He's he's a he's a talented player. Um, he he just continues to get better and get more comfortable um, as the season goes along. And a lot of times, you don't see that in freshmen. It's typically up and down. Sometimes they may start off really really hot and slow down, and then they kind of kind of meet. You know, they kind of fall in between there, but he's he's been getting better mm-hmm. um, late in the season, and, and we need that, you know, to be competitive and and to try to finish out this season strong. So,
0: All right, Red, let's take these next two games at Clemson on Wednesday night. That's a 7 o'clock uh, tip down at Little John. Hey, Clemson's been really good this season. They had a real tough loss to Louisville over the weekend, but they've been pretty consistent in ACC play. They got P.J. Hall speaking about Jesse going against a big guy. That'll be the case on Wednesday night. What, what are you seeing when you take a look at this Clemson team?
1: Physical team, they have some veterans, um, they play well at home, they're having a tremendous season, you know, one of the best teams in our league. So they've won, They've been in a lot of battles, they've won a lot of close games. So it'll be a battle for us, it'll be a challenge for us, but, you know, all Clemson teams are always going to be physical, they're going to defend. Um, and then uh, this year, they, 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 this is probably one of their better offensive teams that they've had in a while. They have, you know, four or five guys that can, I mean, their four, four and five men are their best You know, three point shoot, they can step out and shoot, and they physical down low. So they have versatility, you know, um, offensively. So it'll be, it's always a tough game. It's a road game. So, you know, nothing, nothing new (laughs) in the ACC.
0: And then, hey, speaking of nothing new, it'll be your second game against Pitt coming up on uh, Saturday at the Pete. I think you know, you know how tough it is to go in there, regardless of what uh, Pittsburgh's all about. But uh, basically, ever since they've been in the dome before Christmas, right, they've been essentially the best or second best team in the league now for the last month or two.
1: Yeah, they've been from like they've been phenomenal. Them, Virginia, and Clemson; those three have been uh, really consistent in what they've been doing and how they've been playing. Um, that's why they're at the top of their league. And you know, the Pete is always a tough place to play. Um, it'll be a Saturday game, so I'm sure to be uh, sold out. Um, expect a big crowd. Um, they they played well, so they have their fans back. You know, it was down for a couple of years, and now with the season that they're having, I'm sure to be a a great atmosphere
0: in there. And uh, lastly, Red, right, I'm imagining you can't actually say anything about this right now, but it looks like within the last a uh, little bit, you guys got a commitment for uh, next year. So uh, a wink if the if that happened, and uh, c- congratulations on that for you guys uh, reeling in a recruit for next year. Yeah. Yeah, see, that, that, Red's following the rules there. That is all that Red can say about that. That tells us all we need to know. <laughs> all right, Red, didn't, didn't want to put you on the spot there, but just saw that news pop up uh, during our during our chat. So uh, good news uh, as far as the roster uh, going forward. Thanks as always, uh, Red, for a few minutes on Monday. Uh, and good luck this week uh, at Clemson and at Pittsburgh coming up on Saturday. Thank you. That is Red Autry practice coming up here in uh, just a few minutes. I'll kick it off for real at uh, 4. I'm sure Red will head downstairs uh, shortly. Uh, For all the little pre-practice stuff they do. Apex and 110 Grill and Destiny bringing you a red as always. The recruit, as reported by Mike McAllister, who reports these things so very well. His name is William Patterson. He is out of the New Heights and Patrick School, which is in, um, well, the school is in New Jersey. He is from Brooklyn. Uh, Speaking of size, this guy stands at 7 feet 2 inches tall, 220 pounds, and picked the orange over offers from Oklahoma State the home of one Woody Newton, TCU, the home of one Jamie Dixon at Rutgers, the home of the rack. So seven, two William Patterson. This is for the class of next year, not um, two years from now. Like all these other recruits we've been talking about recently are class of 2024. This is, there had been nobody that would have been an incoming freshman in the fall. So uh, 2023, William Patterson, is uh, coming in in the fall. Uh, his lead recruiter, according uh, to Mike's, I'm sure this is true, is uh, Alan Griffin. So Alan uh, getting a big for uh, his spot. Uh, Patterson, I'm just reading uh, Mike's article here off of uh, SI.com. Patterson was uh, at the last game, or after the last game. Um, Yeah, so I guess that was the Duke game. The Duke game would have been uh, the last game. No, he's talking about his last game. Patterson said he had dunks. He had zero dunks in the Duke game, so he made up his mind after his last Uh, Game and was up at camp up here and the whole thing. So uh, the Orange have a big coming in next year now. Up to the date, breaking news. Breaking news. How do we have breaking news without the Breaking News Center? Breaking news. William Patterson, a 7-2 center out of Brooklyn, will be joining the Orange basketball team in the fall. More updates as events warrant, courtesy of Mike McAllister. Thank you, Mike. With that we'll take a break. We'll come back and uh, recap our uh, our weekend of picks. They were meh, meh. Yeah, I'd say that best describes it. Uh, the man that sort of knows was all over Daytona. Daytona, as we know, can be a bit of a crapshoot. It did not crapshoot in his direction this week. We'll recap that next. Uh, in the next hour, Joe Lenardi will join us at 3.30. Uh, Tim Leonard will pop in uh, for a bit, maybe a recap of his uh, last few days up and down the East Coast and all over Hell and Gone, where the women's soups and men's lacrosse team. And a uh, little update on the lacrosse weekend as well. Your calls in the future, too. Three zero five four three seven seventy six forty four 437 7644 for ESPN44. It's ESPN Radio.